anxious at the thought of her father, I trembling for the grandfather. Certainly he would not bear this new shock. And yet, what could we do? Let him enjoy the illusion which had revived him. But then we should have to deceive him. Well then, I will deceive him, said the brave girl. And hastily wiping away her tears, she re-entered her grandfather's room with a beaming face. It was a hard task she had set herself. For the first few days it was comparatively easy, as the old man's head was weak, and he was as credulous as a child. But with returning health came clearer ideas. It was necessary to keep him au courant with the movements of the army, and to invent military bulletins. It was pitiful to see that beautiful girl bending night and day over her map of Germany, marking it with little flags forcing herself to combine the whole of a glorious campaign, Bazaine on the road to Berlin, Frossard in Bavaria, McMahon on the Baltic. In all this she asked my counsel, and I helped her as far as I could, but it was the grandfather who did the most for us in this imaginary invasion. He had conquered Germany so often during the First Empire, he knew all the moves beforehand. Now they should go there. This is what they will do and his anticipations were always realised, not a little to his pride. Unfortunately, we might take towns and gain battles, but we never went fast enough for the colonel. He was insatiable. Every day I was greeted with a fresh feat of arms. Doctor, we have taken Mayence, said the young girl, coming to meet me with a heart-rending smile, and through the door I heard a joyous voice crying, We're getting on, we're getting on. In a week we shall enter Berlin. At that moment, the Prussians were but a week from Paris. At first we thought it might be better to move to the provinces, but once out of doors the state of the country would have told him all, and I thought him still too weak, too enervated to know the truth. It was therefore decided that they should stay where they were. On the first day of the investment, I went to see my patient, much agitated, I remember and with that pang in my heart, which we all felt at knowing that the gates of Paris were shut, that the war was just under our walls, that our suburbs had become our frontiers. I found the old man jubilant and proud. Well, said he, the siege has begun. I looked at him stupefied. How, Colonel, do you know? His granddaughter turned to me. Oh, yes, Doctor, it is great news. The siege of Berlin has commenced. She said this composedly while drawing out her needle. How could he suspect anything? He could not hear the cannon, nor see that unhappy Paris, so sullen and disorderly. All that he saw from his bed was calculated to keep up his delusion. Outside was the Arc de Triomphe, and in the room quite a collection of souvenirs from the First Empire, portraits of marshals, Engravings of battles, the King of Rome in his baby robes, the stiff consoles ornamented with trophies in brass, were covered with imperial relics, medals, bronzes, a stone from St. Helena under a glass shade, miniatures all representing the same becurled lady, in ball dress, in a yellow gown with leg of mutton sleeves, and light eyes. And all, the consoles, the King of Rome, the medals, the yellow ladies with short waists and sashes under their arms, in that style of awkward stiffness which was the grace of 1806. 
good colonel. It was this atmosphere of victory and conquest, rather than all we could say, which made him believe so naively in the siege of Berlin. From that day, our military operations became much simpler. Taking Berlin was merely a matter of patience. Every now and then, when the old man was tired of waiting, a letter from his son was read to him. An imaginary letter, of course, as nothing could enter Paris. And as, since Sedan, MacMahon's aide-de-camp had been sent to a German fortress. Can you not imagine the despair of the poor girl, without tidings of her father, knowing him to be a prisoner, deprived of all comforts, perhaps ill? and yet obliged to make him speak in cheerful letters, somewhat short as from a soldier in the field, always advancing in a conquered country. Sometimes, when the invalid was weaker than usual,